My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Brittany here today. We have another exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Dusty Ways. Dusty, did I say that correctly? <laughs> Rhymes with nice, as I've been telling my, uh, as Wise. I've been telling people since the first grade. Rhymes <laughs> Thanks, with nice. Dusty. Dusty Wise. Got it? Got it. Awesome. Thanks, Dusty. Previously worked as a strategic communications manager and public relations supervisor, a reporter, news anchor, with over 20 years of media production experience. Dusty is now the president and founder of PodCamp Media. He also is the host of Lead Balloon Podcast. More importantly, Dusty is also the proud owner of 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers football team. Yeah, go Pack Go. Let's go. (laughs) Thanks so much for jumping weekend. on today, Dusty. I appreciate you, you know, making the time to, to come on our interview here. I'm super excited. We're going to have some great conversation, uh, go over some takeaways, what's working, and then we'll talk about some of the challenges that you faced along the, uh, the years as well, and ha- just have some great conversation within that alone and some takeaways. So if before we get started, though, if you don't mind just going ahead and telling your story and how you got to where you are today, because I think you're kicking butt, and I, I really want you to share it with the listeners today, if that works for you. Well, thanks, Britt. Absolutely. And, and thanks for the invite. I'm, I'm happy to be here and excited to be a part of the podcast. I have been working behind a microphone for the last 20 years in my life, and I'm not that old. So I actually started working in radio when I was 17 years old. I grew up in a tiny town in Monroe, Wisconsin. Uh, It's a cheese and beer town. A lot of towns in Wisconsin are. Um, And uh, our radio station was a a cluster of three that was literally out in the middle of a cornfield. Love it. It was just as rural and as quaint and as wonderful as it sounds. I got started behind the mic and got to work the overnight shift playing classic rock tunes for people that were like leaving the bars and and taking requests and and everything that a 17, 18 year old kid wants to do. Um, But I followed my passion in radio for quite a long time, about 10 years, actually, Um, off to Madison, Wisconsin, where I got into the news business. I became a correspondent for the CBS radio network and then followed radio all the way to Miami, Florida, which I like to tell people it's like this study abroad experience that I couldn't afford to take when I was in college. Um, (laughs) But living in Miami was incredible. I got to cover some huge stories, uh, covered the Miami Heat when they won the finals, interviewed LeBron James, the whole Megillah. It was all all the Miami experience, but my heart's in Wisconsin. And so I wanted to get back here. I took a job at Milwaukee City Hall in public relations and uh, worked there for about five years before moving on to the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, where I took, a, a, as you mentioned, a, a strategic communications sort of content marketing role on their behalf. One of the initiatives that we launched was a podcast called the Association of Equipment Manufacturers Thinking Forward Podcast. And given my background in broadcasting, I just told them, look, I'll do the whole thing in-house. 
we can have these great thought leaders from throughout the industry on, and, and we can tell these great stories about the technological innovation that's happening in construction and agriculture. And they're like, it costs nothing and we get good exposure. We're into it. And so we set what we thought were really reasonable goals for that podcast. And within about three or four months, we had totally 10 X those goals. And wow. my phone started ringing and people were asking me, Hey, that, that thing that you did with the podcast, how do we do that for our brand, for our association? And it was sort of my light bulb moment where I'm like, Oh, I think there's a business model in this. So right. I've, founded PodCamp Media about three years ago. Um, we produce podcasts on behalf of global brands and associations that want to use podcasting as part of their strategic communication story. We also produce a podcast in-house here called Lead Balloon. It is one of my very favorite things to talk about because it is pretty much the prime content marketing vehicle, the only way that I advertise my company uh, to to potential clients. And it's responsible for about 90% of the revenue that we have coming in right now. And what I do is essentially just produce a show that is of value, that informs, that educates and entertains my customers who are public relations and marketing managers, directors, executives. I produce a show that is of value to them to show them what we can do as podcast producers. And then if they like it, and hopefully they do, and some of them have, they reach out and ask us to produce a podcast on their behalf. But Lead Balloon is an interesting show. Uh, we focus on the storytelling angle of things. I, I like to tell people it's like this American life, but for strategic communicators, because we tell stories with multiple perspectives. We use archival audio musical scoring and everything. And we wind up getting some really great guests. In fact, I'll break a little bit of news on the podcast here. Lead Balloon is actually set to be the first podcast to fly with the U.S. Navy Blue Angels uh, uh, Flight Demonstration Squadron. It was an incredible experience that I just got back from a, a couple of weeks ago where I actually got to go down to Pensacola and fly in one of those F-A-18 Super Hornet fighter jets and it wow. was just the most surreal adrenaline pumping day in the office that I've ever had in my life. It was incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Congrats, Dusty. And that is so exciting. Well, wow. it's, it's interesting because, you know, people look at the Blue Angels and they say, oh, my gosh, what a really fun air show to go see. You get to watch these planes fly around and, and all of that. And yes, it is. But people forget that at its heart, the Blue Angels is a marketing initiative. Right. One of the flashiest and fastest flying marketing initiatives that you've ever seen. But their job is to get you interested in the U.S. Navy and its aviation right. program. And so I thought that as a storyteller, it would be really interesting to tell the story of the people who tell the story of the Blue Angels. And so we embedded with their public affairs team. We learned about how they do their jobs. It's actually pretty incredible because uh, this public affairs team, they go on ride-alongs with these jets all the time to try to get photo, video of the squadron in action. But what people don't realize is that means that they're subjecting themselves to these just brutal conditions, physical conditions that the pilots face as well 
going through six and seven G maneuvers where your body literally feels seven times heavier than it actually is. And all of the blood rushes out of your head and pools in your feet. And if you don't do these special exercises, you'll literally just pass out in the back of the airplane. This is what these people do every day as they're trying to tell the story of the U S Navy blue angels. So I was only too eager to get a taste of that myself and, and see what it takes to do that job. And, and I got to tell you, I don't think that one out of every 10 strategic communicators in the world could handle that pressure. It's, it's rad. It's incredible. That is insane. Yeah, that is for one, a lot of pressure to, to do. And I don't think I would ever be able to do it. Never mind. Most people probably aren't, right? They like to tell you it's like the most intense roller coaster that you've ever been on. So if you're a roller coaster person, maybe it's for you. Go check it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you get a chance, I, again, as once in a lifetime experiences go, it's just the kind of thing that I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. And so I had a little more than professional interest riding on this, uh, this particular venture, but it's going to make for a couple of really cool podcast episodes uh, we're going to put those out on the lead balloon channels, obviously, but we're also going to be doing a lot of really cool, uh, you know, mini videos and we'll turn the whole thing into a mini doc because we shot video all throughout. So it's going to be all over, uh, PodCamp media, social feeds, um, as well as our YouTube channel and anybody who follows or subscribes to the lead balloon podcast can, uh, check it out. And you get to find out whether or not I pass out under the seven G's of pressure. Wow. I need to go check it out. Absolutely. It'll be a fun one. Oh, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> um, that is, sounds just amazing. So we all know that with building a six-figure or higher or multiple six-figure business or higher, it comes with a lot of wins. But what are some of the biggest challenges that you've you've faced over, over the years? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges that we face in the podcasting space is just this perception that podcasting is a thing that is cheap and easy to do, right? There's I agree. This this sort of assumption among the general public. Do you watch the show um, Only Murders in the Building? I personally don't watch it, but okay. I've heard of it. Love it. Super okay. hilarious show. Steve Martin, Martin Short, brilliant uh, comedy duo, and everybody else that they've got on the show is uh, fantastic as well. Selena Gomez, they're great. There are a lot of jokes made at the expense of podcasters on that show, and some of them are deserved, but (laughs) at the end of the day, there's still that overall perception that anybody can pick up a mic and become a podcaster and that it's something that you can just do in your living room. And when you're working as a premium service, which is what we do at PodCamp Media, we provide branded podcast production solutions for businesses. And we are mm-hmm. producing programming, video and audio that is on par with uh, with what they make at NPR, I think. But... Mm-hmm. That's not a cheap process. And so when I walk into a pitch with a potential client and they're hanging with me for 45 minutes going, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, this is just what we want. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. We want to make a podcast with you. What's it going to cost? And I tell them what it's going to cost and they go, oh, I think I know a high school kid that can do it for cheaper. And I'm like, no, 
It's not going to turn out very good. (laughs) Want a high school kid because it'll sound like it was produced by a high school kid. And so the biggest challenge that I have had has been establishing the legitimacy and the bona fides and the credibility to be able to walk into those meetings and just say right off the bat, guys, this isn't going to be cheap. You can do it cheap. We wouldn't do it right. And at PodCamp Media, we do it right. So if that's, if that price tag doesn't scare you off, then let's get to work and make something awesome. But if right. you're looking for something cheap and easy, you'll have to this find some for else. you. Yeah. 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 You're not going to change your, your offer for people who aren't serious or think it's not valuable. You know, no, this is the way well, we're doing at it. The end of the day, you know, people can come to me and say, Oh, I want a podcast that's cheap. I don't want my name on that. I don't want my company's no. name on that. I don't want my brand associated with that. And frankly, they shouldn't be there. I agree with you. I agree with you. And a lot of people like it's tough to get them all to see the value of it, but it's so important to have someone who's knowledgeable like you for one and knows what you're doing. You have over 20 years of experience. Um, you run a, an amazing label. And so, like, it's just finding those people that see the, you know, how is it for you when you're attracting, um, people from the business to like from the podcast to the business and like closing deals on that how how is that ratio for you i think when somebody reaches out to me because they found us through the lead balloon podcast i think they already know that they're getting something that is quality but also expensive right. um when somebody comes in through be, that funnel for me like it it's almost like I've done some of the work of like pre-sorting and and scaring them off because I know that if they're listening to that show, that they're into something that is quality and they're coming in with high expectations for me. It's the, it's the folks that, you know, find us through the website or find us through blog posts or, uh, or just happen to be local. And so reach out to us for, uh, for that reason. Those are the ones where, Sometimes I, you know, tell them what the price tag is and they go, oh, I didn't know podcasting could be so expensive. And, and I think that's really sort of the value of a content marketing initiative like a branded podcast is it allows some of that self-sorting to happen. If you're doing content marketing correctly, it should be micro-targeted at a very specific niche. And that niche- I agree should be the people who have the right set of expectations and have the deep pockets that you need to fund a quality project like that. And so by setting up Lead Balloon as a content marketing initiative, and and again, a podcast, hopefully that's also fun and entertaining and educational to listen to, but it's, it's the main way that I promote my company. And so far it has worked that anybody that's reached out to us through that podcast is ready to rock, ready to spend some money and they want to make something awesome. Right. They're quality um, and serious people coming through there. So that's great because, you know, you really have to filter and figure out, you know, this is the, this is the customer I want to work with. And and like, for instance, like minimal viable customer uh, characteristics. So like you got to filter and then find like, you know, for us, we like to um, work with people who have a high ticket offer. They have a podcast, they have um, a validated offer that they've sold before. And then they realize that, you know, it's, it's basically, I don't know, they're more serious and stuff, you know, basically 
right, you bring right, in exactly. more, more quality leads and stuff, which sounds like you're doing the same thing, which is amazing. Not yeah. only that, but it seems like you guys have also figured out one of the other great side benefits of having a podcast is not just using it as a content marketing funnel, but also using it as a, a pretext for B2B interaction. Mm-hmm. You guys have a sweet thing going on because your potential clients are podcasters at the end of the yeah. day. And so being able to reach out to podcasters with not a sales pitch, but a, hey, come on our podcast and let's talk for a little while also creates a pretext, uh, a pretext then, excuse me, um, for that continued interaction down the line. You build up a relationship, you build trust and uh, provide them That's something important. that is of service. But then down the line, if they're looking for someone who provides the services that you provide, you're a no-brainer for them to pick up the phone and give you a call. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's building and it. And also just the connections like along the way. Right. So it's, it's an incredible way to, to do it. And it's working out great. Like, but I, what, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, um, what does your, I, I know we touched on this, but what does like your dream guest on your podcast look like? <laughs> well, I think I landed them with the blue angels here, but uh, <laughs> right, no, right. Some of, I know some of, some of, I guess, I mean, really when I started the podcast more than two years ago, almost three years ago now, um, I sat down and I made a list of what some of those dream guests would be. And when you're chasing podcast guests, I like to call it a rule of thirds of a sort where a third of the time you're spending just chasing the guests that you really don't have any business landing, right? Knowing that some of that's going to be wasted effort, but every once in a while it's going to pan out and you're going to get somebody that you have no business having on your podcast, And so on Lead Balloon, you know, I've had former White House communications directors. I had the former global vice president of communications at Coca-Cola on the podcast. We landed the Blue Angels. And that's because I spend about a third of my time prospecting, chasing people that I have no business chasing. And somehow, sometimes you're still able to get them. But then the other way that that breaks down is you spend about a, a third of your time chasing stuff that's timely and topical and, and, you know, sort of, you've got a hit on a deadline and then chasing easy stuff that's evergreen. And you just want to have it in the file, just in case you ever have a bad stretch where you can't get anybody to answer. You got to keep on putting out content. And so, um, that's, uh, that's an important thing to do as well. But if you keep that mix diverse, as far as the guests that you're chasing, you'll always have someone and, and sometimes you'll have really great guests. Absolutely. I agree. Awesome. Um, with, with your podcast, how do you go about monetizing it? Well, the monetization is really just about um, using it as a content marketing vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're bringing in 90% of our revenue from people that either found us through Lead Balloon or we reached out to have them as a guest on Lead Balloon and then they decided they wanted to work with us afterwards. And so that's the big monetization vehicle. Now, the podcast has received some accolades. We were nominated for a Webby Award uh, this spring. Um, Not too long ago, Adweek named us Marketing Podcast of the Year. And so the audience has kind of grown organically, but it's getting to the point now where I'm going to be investing some time and energy and particularly money 
in growing that audience myself, promoting it on some of the podcast platforms and uh, putting, uh, putting it out there to a bigger audience. And that in turn could potentially open up greater monetization opportunities. Mm -hmm. I, I won't lie. I'd love to find uh, someone who targets the same audience that I do um, public relations and marketing managers, directors, and executives, and someone who just wants to buy the podcast and put their name on it and sponsor it for you know, right. a hefty stack of money. You know, At the end of the day, we find new clients through this podcast, but it doesn't bring in any money of its own at this point. But I think as the audience grows, um, as we branch out and as we rack up more of these accolades, I think that eventually there'll be some, uh, some sponsorship money that can uh, ride along in on the coattails of the show as well. That all sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the way you're doing it and stuff. And what about the biggest focus? What would your biggest focus be in desire? Is it what we just kind of talked about? Or do you have other focuses and desires for this next year with the podcast? Well, it'll be a period of reset and reframing now. This is uh, the Blue Angels episodes. This will be our season finale. I like to take the holidays off from, you know, the constant grind of, of having to yeah. produce a podcast. And so come January, I'm going to sit down and I guess the first thing I'll have to do is uh, create a new dream guest, right? You know, what, what happens when you land your dreams? Well, you enjoy it and then set your sights on whatever the next big goal is. And so I need to figure out what that goal is right now. Right now I'm very deeply embedded in the process of grinding out content uh, associated with this Blue Angels thing. And we're going to be running a hard publicity campaign, the first podcast to fly with the Blue Angels and all that. Um, but when the dust settles after that, it'll be time to uh, sort of turn my eyes to that next far horizon and, and decide what okay. that direction is. So um, to, uh, <laughs> to quote an old movie, you've met me at a really interesting time of my life here because I never... Never expected to catch this one. And now that I have, I have to uh, find something else to chase. <laughs> oh, well, you're not alone. You're not alone. So based on where you are today, if you were to say double or triple your profit and revenue in one year, what would you do? Or what would the changes, I guess my question would be, what are some of the new challenges that you would experience or what are some of the changes you would have to make? Well, workload would be a big one right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Right now, I have one full-time employee and a handful of part-timers that have been in and out of the office over the last year here. Um, yeah. If we were to double our revenue, yeah. that would presumably mean doubling our uh, workload. And so it would definitely mean bringing on additional hands here. Um, I usually, I try to spend a lot of time um, speaking out at events, getting out networking, uh, talking to college classes. And so I've always kind of got a couple of potential candidates in my hip pocket, as it were. But it's still, it's a process trying to hire people, right. trying to get them upskilled, trying to get them up to speed on what you're working on, integrated into the operation. Lord knows salary and benefits and and all of right. that stuff is just a, a pain in the butt. And And when you're a small business entrepreneur, you know, there's nobody that you can push that off to. I I no. am the HR person. I am the IT guy. Right, uh, you're everything. I, I, I'm the janitor around here. 
And <laughs> yeah. so it, uh, it really just becomes a, a matter of, you know, figuring out how to divvy out that workload and, uh, and what I can take on and, and what I'm frankly better served uh, paying somebody else to do. I guess, I guess that's really the big challenge that all entrepreneurs wind up facing, isn't it? Is right. um, what to do themselves and what to pay somebody else to do. And, you know, I've always really enjoyed podcast editing. I, I find it, it's like doing a, a puzzle that nobody else can see. And uh -huh. I've been doing less and less of it this past year here. And in some ways that makes just me just don't have the time. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I've got somebody else that I pay to do that. Um, but it frees me up to focus more on growing the business. And ultimately that's important. And when I do get a hot project, like I have right now, I can chase Larry out of the, uh, editing suite and say, no, 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 no. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing it today. Yeah. I deserve Take it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get out. exactly. <laughs> totally understand. Oh, well, amazing. And thank you so much again, Dusty, for making the time to jump on. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on today, and I hope to get you back on in the future as well. Um, but before we jump off, if anyone who's listening is looking to connect with you, what would be the best way about doing that? Listen and subscribe you? to the Lead Balloon podcast. That's the starter. We're on all the major podcast platforms, of course. You can also visit podcampmedia.com and podcampmedia.com slash leadballoon. Um, you can also find me, Dusty, D-U-S-T-Y, Weiss, W-E-I-S. Uh, my LinkedIn is a bumping place to be, I'm told. And uh, you can find PodCamp Media on all the major social platforms. Amazing. Great. Well, thank you so much again, Dusty. Absolute pleasure to have you on. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're our six-figure uh, entrepreneur or higher and want to jump on just like Dusty did today for an interview, please go to podcastrebels.com. We'd love to interview you as well. And we'll catch everyone on the next episode. Thanks, Dusty. Bye, guys. Thanks, Brett. You're welcome. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.